Hey there, everyone. It's your co-host, Toby, here. Welcome to The Yellow Pill and welcome to our off-season bonus edition. If this is your first time listening ever, we have just wrapped up our sixth season and are now taking a break to prepare for our seventh. Even though we're on a break, we definitely cannot keep you all hanging. And so this episode is part of our off-season bonus episodes where we provide our opinions, comments and thoughts on trending issues at home and abroad, as well as sharing unorthodox but creative dialogues or monologues that we think you might enjoy. These off-season episodes tend to be shorter, raw, and unfiltered, so we hope you enjoy them. All right, that's it from me. Enjoy your listen. So, disclaimer, though. So, what is wearing? I don't know what you're wearing. It's like a robe. It just feels like I'm talking to some yeah. rich Forbes, forty under forty person. They decided to do it. Yeah, I was wearing a robe. It's, it's, it's freezing. There's a vibe. Yeah, but it's uh, it looks it looks like a rich robe basically. So that's it. Maybe I, I just I'm the, not the reason is the color, right? The color. This this color is just remind you of those rich royalty, Hefner yeah, kind of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Nah, I ain't rich guys. I need money. <laughs> Anyway, speaking of money, China, right? Um, so obviously, I shared the Trevor Noah video with you. Um, I don't know if you eventually saw it. Which I'm sorry, I, I didn't get to watch it yeah, because yeah. it's banned in my country. It's not banned. It's just not. I don't know. The UK and US just have this whole thing, which is how you can't see late last week tonight as well. But anyways, um, it was this whole thing of um, China and debt diplomacy, blah 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 blah. So China is giving Africa money on terms on. Like they're giving Africa money with a lot of strings attached, and if Africa can or if African countries can't repay, they'll repossess like you know their ports and infrastructure and things like that, and so it's terrible, blah blah blah. And you know, funny enough, I watched that, I saw that, and I was like, it's obviously not that simple, but there's maybe some points there. But then I went, they they then shared that on Twitter, and then a lot of people started to jump on it and say. Like, how is that different from what the IMF has done? And sometimes people are, there's arguments that even what the IMF, what the US and what everybody else does in, in Africa in terms of aid and all of these things are actually on worse terms and worse situations than what China does. And so the idea is that America just wants to be the West, let's say the West and Europe, or you can, the US and Europe, just they want to be the ones, um, you know, if it's not us doing this, it's wrong. It's basically the narrative that goes on. This, it's a, also a bit extreme, right? You know, I, I don't think China is 100% innocent in all of this. But I guess the narrative is that if you're going to balance left and right together, there's a, um, China's debt, uh, the debt that China gives Africa is, it's on better terms, more flexible terms, um, and it doesn't come with that many strings. Like the strings are mostly economical versus what the IMF would do when they'll ask you to basically like change your economic policy or things before they can give you money. Um, and all you have to do is look at what does IMF required I mean, do you have an example so for example before they write loans um, sorry before you continue yeah. you said I should google yeah. something earlier IMF and something realignment no 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 I, I, I said that as a comment it's not that you should actually do it IMF and Afro and, and uh, what do you call it is it depth restructuring or whatnot? but anyways the narrative really is just that um, structural adjustment programs yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much yeah so Basically, when, when the IMF, the US, and a couple of other people want to give money out, you know, first of all, um, if, if you have any cases of, like, anything they don't believe in, some of it is purely bad, like human rights abuses and things like that. But generally, they want to make sure that you're running a capitalistic economy, all the things that this they is the believe IMF? in. Yeah, the IMF and the West, generally, before the West gives you money. Sorry to cut you off again. What does yes. the IMF actually do? So... IMF is, I, I've read this before, but so there's World can Bank. I read via yeah. Wikipedia? Yeah, you can, you can. Yeah, let's go go there. 
because no people I really have <laughs> no more knowledge on that. I I know I know I know is I know what IMF does in terms of. When it comes know. to when it comes to money, IMF, it's an international financial institution HQ in Washington, consisting of one ninety mm-hmm. countries. It claims to be working to foster global monetary cooperation, secure financial stability, facilitate international trade, promote high employment and sustainable economic growth, and reduce poverty around the world. Mm. Formed in nineteen forty four, yep. started twenty seventh December nineteen forty five. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what yeah. do they so, okay it plays a central role in the management of balance payments difficulties and international financial crisis mm. countries contribute Contrib- funds to a yeah. pool through other systems from which countries experiencing balance payments pro- can borrow money oh so it's like ajo eh sort of i guess if you're going to put it that way but obviously everybody doesn't go, doesn't contribute the same amount um, and so a, a lot of the you know g7 or g20 however you call them contribute the most to all of these things uh, but essentially, they're trying to... So because as the world has become a more global market space, you know, it's not just every man for themselves. It's something that just like, you know, crisis that happens in the US can really, you know, mess up markets all across the world. And so organizations like Gary have come in to sort of like make sure, you know, they're balancing things out and sending like, again, balance of payments, basically. So if a person... So is IMF the WHO of finance? It's, it's, it's very tricky because there's also the World Bank, right? So there's IMF, there's, right. there's the World Bank, I think there's also, there's one more as well that, you know, they, they play in relatively the same roles, but with different, um, with different sort of like, I don't know, semantics around them. I think it's, is it IMF and the World? Yeah. So IMF and World Bank. Um, yeah. So let me just read that out. What's the relationship? Okay. The IMF oversees the stability of the world's monetary system. While the World Bank's goal is to reduce poverty by offering assistance to middle-income and low-income countries, but remember when you were reading the definition of IMF, reducing poverty was also, was also part of IMF. Yeah. yeah. So it's just this weird, you know, thing that that, that is going on in, in between them. Uh, but the World Bank, you more find them in, you know, strictly just poverty, you know, situations. And okay, so things. yeah, I'm 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 really wanting now. I say similarities between IMF and World Bank. Hmm. So they're both owned and directed by governments of member nations. Mm-hmm. Almost every, almost every country on earth is a member of both of mm-hmm. them. They both concern themselves with economic issues. Mm-hmm. They both focus on broadening and strengthening economies of member nations. Yeah. And they hold annual meetings, HQ in DC, mm-hmm. and shared joint task force. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. you were saying how IMF gives loans to Africa, and often the loans, when they're not paid back, often require the debts to be paid for missing the loans, often require sometimes changes to economic policies even before the loan is given like before they give you a loan you're essentially it comes with conditions basically and so the argument and the argument so the argument is that between if you compare the conditions that come with imf and i guess the conditions that come with loans from china and and all of that side is that in in some case like if you really deep it the imf is actually a lot more stringent and they're they they have more of a control right than china so so the idea is that a lot of this narrative is being pushed by the west because they they're trying to sort of like defend against china's influence in africa not because they care about africa which we all know i guess we all have the narrative about it but because they have interests as well you know on the continent and so there's just this whole all of that going on but in recent times obviously particularly in the trump administration there was a lot of talk around the debt diplomacy um thing going on with china and africa and 
obviously because in in Africa, like where English speaking, we share language with the US. A lot, mm. a lot of the media that we consume is also from that side. So honestly, I think even before I looked closely into it, I think I was already imbibing a certain sense that yeah, we should be worried about China, right? But just balancing my my view and what I was consuming just showed the other side. Um, I'm not going to obviously pitch a tent anywhere per se, but mm. I guess the conversation I'm just why well, I thought we should talk about is just to you know see what your our thoughts are by default and just try and balance the thoughts based on the research that we have to do before we jump on conversations like this. But um, that's kind of like a quick preamble. But for, from your own part, like, you know, maybe before the, before I brought up the episode, what was your general perception? And so far, where, where are you? Like, what have you learned so far? Uh, to be honest, I only watched one video on China and Africa, like one time during COVID, when obviously COVID, I watched all the videos in the world. <laughs> yeah. And one of them happened to be China and Africa. Yeah. And I think there were give, examples that were given was, you know, countries in uh east africa i think the kenya east africa mm-hmm. i think ethiopia as well mm. and some other places i'm obviously now by now i've read or heard or seen mm. that they have projects in every country in africa pretty much and that the loans that they tend to give out are also often loans that kind of kind of be paid back but again in in all these conversations again i saw i saw a Okay, sorry. Well, I saw a paper earlier. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I like how I like how you pause. So for anyone who is wondering what just happened, like <laughs> I've started to like pinpoint when Wally sort of like does his paper research uh, thing. Um and he says I shouldn't make it a thing, but there we go. This wasn't me. I didn't say anything. Wally said it himself, but carry Anyway, on. as I was I was just like I was scrolling through the um China Africa um conversations in literature and mm. I think the person was just talking about oh like let's argue for the role of African member state agency. Mm. It just just pretty much saying that even though China is involved in all these things, the people receiving the funds have agency, agency as well. Yeah. yeah. You know, so we can't just ignore that. So the paper is by Mo Mo Mohan and Lampa twenty thirteen. Hmm. Again, I don't know who they are. I don't know much about economic literature or political literature, so I can't really tell you whether what it's is what? Yeah. it's whether it's a good yeah. ranked paper or not. Um, but anyway, yeah. so I don't really know too much about it beyond what when I heard it, when I read the video, when I read the papers, abstracts, and what was inside the documents. And I think just my own perspective, to be honest, hmm. is obviously <laughs> Africa is a very interesting. We're, we're just, I don't, I don't want to say we're just, just um, what's the word? But we're just interesting con- continent because everybody just wants us, <laughs> wants to use us. Yeah. And, and we, going by what the paper said as well, like we don't help ourselves. Mm. So I can't really comment and say, oh, people should not take loans or, t- or people should manage, manage loans because you never know what's going to be behind the scenes, right? Yeah. China has built a number of um, governmental institution buildings mm. in Africa. Mm. So, like, I think they built ECOWAS um, the headquarters. Um, of, headquarters. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think there was even one building, African Union building, that, 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 that when they built that, they also tapped the emails or the tapped. Yeah. There was a story about sounds. that. There was a story about that. Yeah. So, again, from China's side, there's many reasons why they have to do what they're doing. 
Mm. Right. And I think if Nigeria was trying, I would do the same thing. Mm. Because it's just the idea of, and I think this is where I'm going to become you, where <laughs> I say, like, power once gained, once smelt, mm. you, can't, you can't let that shit go. Mm. You can't. And obviously, China coming from their economic downfall of last, of, 60 years ago when 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 they were nowhere or 70 years ago they about and mm. then they they began their economic rise through cheap labor mm. and then then began to then outsource and look for cheaper labor outside of the country as well mm. so their own rise to superpower is to obviously align with other countries and form their own co- coalition around the world mm. and it helps them because for africa's we've also just merged into this Wait, where's, where's all this coming from? Everything I'm saying. It feels like <laughs> well, you, I know more than I think. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <It> also, <laughs> yeah. Once you it lay also, demand once you lay demand on knowledge, you just you see that it's asking. That's why I like the podcast, because it forces us to, you know, a lot of what we've consumed and just come across just starts to crystallize. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But go on. Um <laughs> my guy's tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I think also the fact that again, m- most political, most African countries began democracy quite recently, mm-hmm. right? And again, we we still have the autocratic culture in even democratic systems. Mm-hmm. Hence, why our democracies are very very weak or very very corrupted. So you have many African leaders who see the West as this fake parent who we don't want anymore, and China also plays along to that kind of narrative with, with, with Africa. So that also contributes to why there is also that coalition. But also China has pushing itself as the, the lesser evil, evil mm. in most cases, right? And again, it, it put out the fact that many African leaders don't care, are not, don't think about the future, right? And Chinese can play a very good long game. Oh my God. <laughs> Bruh. Oh my God. <laughs> Bruh. They can play a very good long game. Anybody who doesn't know, um, I don't know where I heard this, but they've apparently like so like during during pandemic, during lockdown. Again, this money they fact check. So anybody can fact check this. But during lockdown, during pandemic, like there was like a rise in like uh, like Chinese buyouts of like Italian, um, other Italian companies mm. or. What do you call land? Well, like, there's a time you used to call land and housing. I don't know. But, hmm. but like, they began, like, this strategic buying of, like... Yeah, real estate. Thank you. Yeah. Real estate or, or businesses hmm. around, around the Western world during, during that crisis. Hmm. Right? And it, it came to the news at some point, but it just faded away <laughs> that's for what, different reasons. That's also um, what you know how to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, so, yeah, there's just so much going on. And I think I'm not surprised because... Again, China has a big population, and what on the streets? Well, the streets of was he this guy that said so, Doctor Uma Johnson. That guy's that guy says some things that are intelligent. It's also, some things that I think have some bias and are not true, mm. or I, or rather mm, that I don't agree with. Yeah. Anyway, but but he made a point and said like like the point that that the continent, the country itself is well populated. So they are still looking for annexes, places to off offload. Yeah, right and. What you don't find is that in some areas already, I think there's schools in South Africa that they teach Mandarin already. Mm. There's areas in Jamaica that are pretty much Chinese, um, Chinese yeah. 
local areas. And you know that, again, for African inferiority complex as well, I mean, we don't know how that's going to play out. I don't know much about that. Mm. But people who form communities where they feel like they can... Assert some kind of... Assert, yeah, exactly, something there. So it's a win-win for them. Mm. You know, so I, I don't blame them, you know. And I guess the question now is, how do we predict the future to happen? Again, this, this long game is going to be like... 50, we, yeah, 40, 50. 50, 40 yeah, years. Yeah, 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 50 years max before we can see... The all this. I mean, even like, even um, when they borrowed Sri Lanka money, mm. um, they said that, 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 uh, and they couldn't pay back. Yeah. I think the lease was to lease one of their islands yeah. at nine years. Yeah. But funny enough, this Sri Lanka one you brought up, you know, it's, it's one story that has been spun in two ways, right? So, you know, whenever people are talking about China capturing like people's assets and ports and things like that. Um, the risk of it of taking China's loans. Um, the the West has tended to use Sri Lanka's as a case study, but obviously there's a bit more that go that kind of like goes on beneath that story. And it's almost mm. that you know Sri Lanka was one of the first. That was kind of like one of the first kinds of investments that China made outside of you know its its main you know territories and that it was kind of like an experiment for them that's the narrative that was also coming out and also the fact that when it wasn't it, they defaulted on the loan but china had restructured their loans multiple times right and they were willing to do that again but i think the government had the story was that the shrekan government had other internal debts to take care of um and one quick way to solve that problem was by privatizing the ports, right? So that you know, when when government privatizes things, it's like essentially licensing it to licensing it to yeah. a company. That exactly. So they wanted to use the money from all those licenses to settle a lot of their internal debts, and it was a China company that was one of the bids that came in. Funny enough, even before they collected money from China, the story was that they actually reached out to so the people that did the feasibility study for the ports. Because the the other point is that people are saying that China gives loans to projects that they know will not be successful, so they can just come in and reclaim it themselves. But, you know, narrative with Sri Lanka was that it was a kind of... Yeah, but that's not their fault. Yeah, no, but even if that was the case, that's that's apparently not the case in this situation because it was actually a Canadian slash Dutch company that came to do the feasibility studies for the port itself. And there were some considerations and some variables that would ensure that the port itself would be profitable in that sense, right? In a time span. Um, And so... When and when I think a, a new government in Sri Lanka came in, they took that report and they're like, okay, let's pick this up. And so they went to the US and also went to India to seek financing for it. But the US said no, India said no, and then they went to China and China said yes, right? Um, and they mm. were doing pretty. They were doing pretty. It was going. I think things are going well until the president or the government in Sri Lanka decided to go to phase two of the project before phase one had reached this economic viability point, right? So mm. there's 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 more stories to that. So again, you guys can can read all up on all of this. But it, I've I've heard that that China has gotten a lot of African countries to not not recognize Taiwan. Taiwan, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's not like they say that's what it is, right? So that's another thing, right? You know what's happening is that in the UN, whenever they gather and, and votes and things like this that are happening, what African leaders are being perceptive about sometimes is that countries that overwhelmingly or as time goes on, support more of China's, like they, they back whatever China proposes and all of these things, right? Um, they get more infrastructural projects. Not like, not like the people that now don't back China don't get any projects at all. It's just that it's a lot easier 
or it seems like the people that are back China on this like global issues and you know issues when everybody comes together mm. they get more they get more infrastructural projects and it's honestly a small difference right so maybe the people that seems to side China get about three projects you know per per year let's say per year and then those that don't necessarily tend to support China gets like 1.5 or 2 right so it's not like a big disparity because like you said China is invested everywhere right you understand yeah. it so so you know I guess why I wanted to bring why I wanted to just bring this up is that you know there's a tendency to always in some issues but basically when it's a US versus China thing intellectualism and just again language common sharing shared cultures in some bits and the amount of american media that we consume there's a tendency to lean towards that direction and think that everything that comes out of there is like this self-righteous thing which is funny because yeah yeah, um, yeah which is which is funny because in other cases we don't believe that but economically we always tend to sign like lean you know to the west for whatever reason and again i'm speaking to myself here this is not that um <laughs> like i'm guilty of this as well and this is one situation where it has forced me to really like calm down and just reassess all the facts first before making any judgments or biases in that sense um do i think it's a problem i think we're kind of like we're, we're, we're between a rock and a hard place let's just be let's let's be serious yeah, about it what right? does that mean yeah. actually i I've, I've heard that before yeah, no, so, so it means like, like you kind of like... And I feel like today, I'm just coming here very, very clueless, but that's fine. I embrace clueless. <laughs> no, no, so it's almost like, you know, when you have two difficult options, like you, you have two choices to make, but right. it's like, yeah, it's like the devil, you have to choose the devil that you know, basically. That's another way to put it. The devil that you know is 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 kind of like what it what it is. Um, so, so I'm just saying, right, that Africa, we need money, basically. And we've not done a good job in converting all our natural resources and things. We've not done a good job in playing the long game, right? Um, and some of it is not due to, it's not like generally our we fault. We don't understand. There's no, there's no long game in our dictionary. But, but sometimes it's not like, it's, it's almost situations that we're backed into a corner with. Because like initially, like if you think about Pan-Africanism and this dude, um, Nana Kwame Nkrumah from Ghana and everything, he was aligning a lot to like socialists and sort of like Maoism and all of those things, right? You know, he was kind of like pushing that. And that's why he didn't get a lot of, I guess my understanding is that that's why he didn't get a lot of support from the West, right? Because he was trying to do this whole, yeah, he was essentially trying to model the African continent off of what the progress that had happened in China. And let's, I'll drop a quote, I guess, is it, is it, is it anecdote or antidote? Or how do you pronounce the African word? It's sometimes it's anecdotes. Anecdotes. Okay. Quick so one. Anecdotes is often like a, a narrative account of something. Yeah. Antidotes is kill. Obviously, kill. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Good. So, um, I was gonna say like right now in, in the venture capital space, the idea is that as an as as a uh, as like a economy, Africa is about China minus eight nine years basically. So like if you're tracking the trends and changes that have happened. <laughs> Like if you track the changes that have happened in terms of, you know, the kinds of companies that are popping up, the kinds of products that are popping up and how the markets are moving. You yeah, know, but isn't, that's why it, isn't that a very, very, uh, isn't, isn't the ones that are popping up, isn't it a very, very niche sector? Is it like, is that's, it like, is it diverse? So that, yeah. So, so I wouldn't say, that's why I said, that's why I specified I said VC, right? And so let, let's maybe say that, I would even necessarily say the tech economy because, you know, in some way, shape, and form, where where it's kind of like miles apart, but I guess the idea is that some narrative, in the sense that the amount of local investors that we're seeing cash out of 
foreign investments that they've been a part of and bringing that money in locally and trying to develop that ecosystem. Largely, it's happening in tech, but it's also kind of like expanding to other spaces in a way as well. But anyways, that's just to say that, you know, in more ways than one, China and the Asian economy is kind of like a blueprint that Africa can supposedly follow rather than what's happening in the U.S. and in the West, right? There's there's kind of like that narrative. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because even yeah. like our cultural values are more similar to Asia mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. Europe. Mm-hmm. 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 Right, so there's no disputes in that how we think about religion, how we well, how we eat, yeah, values about family, quite similar. So all those things transcend into economic structures as yeah. well. So not not very surprised, but I'm not a fan of models and and I'm, no, sorry, I am a fan of models. Mm-hmm. What I want to say here is like I'm not a fan of blueprints to follow for for nations mm. because a nation's progress can like Af- Africa is just so volatile right mm. it just takes one new president <laughs> like yeah. because it, it's, it's it's very it's a very top down environment where the objective institutions that should keep the checks and balances are absent mm. so that means that there is much more power centered in small spaces mm. And that means that the work that somebody builds for a period of time can be toppled easily down by a next the party next, because yeah. the power is too centered, mm. right? So where you might have, let's say, you know, um, okay, let's say we fix our import and exports and problems, whatever, right? It only takes, and again, don't forget that for a country like ours that like there's so much PTSD and damage, when you're healing, right, and something goes wrong in the middle of your healing process, you'd be like, oh, yeah, we, we knew we could not do it anyway. Here like, we go again. I think yeah. here we go again, right? And that here we go again is, is, is too easy for us to catch. So I think what, mm-hmm. I, what I'm saying makes sense. So because of these things, like, I, get- I, think, I think covering out our path as a nation, I don't have the answers because... You know, a problem is so huge when you can argue about it for days and it always gets interesting. Yeah, it never gets yeah. boring because there's so much to talk about. Yeah. Do you know one other thing I'm thinking about is also the fact that, like, yes, as a continent, you know, we're large and all of these things, but because it's so, homogeneous. Yeah, go on. So, 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 even the Lagos, they haven't they awarded many contracts to China, Chinese Lagos. Mm, Wait, mm. Th- that Lagos thing is—is is it done now? Do you know the Lagos about? Uh... No, 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 not that. I mean, even that one took what ten years, <laughs> and it's not even done. Yeah. Um, no, not not that one. The uh, what's it called? That Lagos the, oh, train the, the airport. Oh, Over, tra- no, no, the overhead no. train. What? What? Where? Where? What? You have so heard you see what I'm right? so, so yeah. what I'm saying. Like so, blueprints are not the case of because the blueprints are they are depending on private sectors to follow suit and they can but you always be restrained by what regulatory policies and what environmental factors are in there are in there is classic personal personal analysis of, of any business mm. and that's the problem yeah mm. yeah but if, if compared to like china or or even like bangladesh which different systems but their governments have a purpose like even though they have their flaws they have a purpose like they're on it do you think this they have connects their flaws. to... They have te- they... Go on, sorry. No, 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 continue. 
Yeah, I think Netflix is a bit trippy, so there's a bit of a lag. But I, I was going to say, do you think it's connected to the homogeneity problem? But I realize, yeah, talking about even smaller things like Bangladesh and Nigeria specifically, not Africa as a whole, because that was a point I was making earlier that I think sometimes when we also think about the entire continent and try to compare it to something like China, we forget how very segmented that we are as 54 it's, different... It's heterogeneous. Yeah, exactly. As, yes. as 54 it's different too, countries. But even, even when you if, dive into an individual country, there's even further divisions. It is... Like, d- yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, that's another problem. Like, Africa is so rich. Like, so rich. No, I don't mean money. Yeah, in culture, I mean, in diversity. Ideologically, culture... It is so rich that blueprints are just like, <laughs> for who are you following? Mm. Mm. Hmm. You know, I was, I was talking to somebody the other day about, um, was it not, okay, this is a bit of a random thing, but, like, you know, have you seen that movie 2012? Yeah, I don't remember it too much, but the one where the world was ending, basically. Yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, after the world ended, who were uh, so scared, um, and I think they were in that boat, or they were in the whatever mm-hmm. things they were in, and then they were, they were like, they found, like, evidence of, the land that was rising first and it was Africa that was uh, rising first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I've never, I've, I've never ever forgotten that moment because I just always, everything links, everything links back to, okay, what I'm going to say now has no basis or make, makes no sense. So I'm just thinking, I'm just saying off my raw thoughts. So forgive me if for this rant, I mean, it makes sense, but everything links back to Africa. But it remains like the... So Africa is like the superhero, right? Doing the stage of departure, but never takes off Mm. forever. (laughs) So like, it's like... It's like Peter Parker, when he got beaten, but just stayed beaten Mm. and the glasses did not change. Mm. Um, Nothing happened. He did not not try to jump over a building. He just stayed Mm. there. With all the potential, and then everybody just kept, sh- yeah. everybody kept sh- shitting yeah. on him. But without, without Peter, pa- without the work can function. Mm. So me, I, I think I won't say spiritual, though, but <laughs> what I'll say is there's, there's, it's, it's a simple. No, I don't know if it's simple or complex, but it's such an historical, um, force yeah. that is making us the way we are. That. I think we we think it is something we can f- fix with our eyes with yeah. our eyes only, but I don't think so. Yeah, it's you know too what's deep. <laughs> well, what's funny is that like one sim one simplistic explanation for this whole thing that you said about Africa being a center in that sense is the natural resource thing, right? The way the way everything is like there's just a like we're rich in. Not just one kind of, you know, you, you get to places like maybe Norway and Nordic regions where, you know, they, there's oil there as well, but it's like, it's just oil. So that's it. But you get to Africa and then depending on where you go in this same, you know, pl- this, this, this continent that we've drawn, this, in that same, in the continent is packed with so many different things that the world actually needs to function. Right, you know, from your yeah. mobile phones to and all, and all the things you need in Congo, like all the even, even like I think the copper seventy percent of the world's um seventy percent of the world's biodiversity is in Africa. You understand, right? All all of these things. So, 
so but I guess the problem now is that I think we're 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 living maybe before imperialistic times, right? When you know also we're yeah. not also I'm sorry I'm cutting off so much. I apologize. I apologize. No That's very terrible. But I was gonna say that we're also a very we we're very susceptible to mimic 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 behaviors. Mm. Right, as a continent. Yeah. Like there's there's no if, even though we're different, very different culture. There is no unique creative thinking. It's very, very rare. Yeah. And I think that's what contributes to why many countries just tap into that China loan thing because like, oh yeah, this guy did it next door. Mm. Well, it's available. So why why pass up on it? Like, what's the worst that could happen? I'll do it. First of all, I'll know, I might not be the one that needs to deal with this thing. So you There know, would not be. Yeah. It's, it's often yeah. a 40, 50 year yeah. implication. Yeah. But but what I was saying is, uh, you know, it, it's also this thing about, you know, I, I don't know. I've read, I've seen some narratives somewhere how obviously, as you go up the the the, the hemisphere, as you go up north and, and all those things, like because obviously conditions were not the fav- most favorable, it forced some kind of innovation, right? Whereas over here, uh, you know, we didn't ever really like settle in one place per se, always moving and following the pasture, and yeah, so all of yeah, that. I saw that too. Yeah, so so all of that I, didn't. I allow... think that's why. Um, there's a YouTube video called says why are cold countries rich? Yeah. So that links to that. That links to that. Yeah. Everyone check it out. Continue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I think it's just also a thing of, you know, the hand that each person has been dealt with, you know, is what they're trying to make sense of. But as everything has become more connected and centered, uh, instead of, I guess, the human being as a person to be the focus, everybody has sort of like started to think of their own, their own selves. and you know, you're a human being, you're, but you're different from me, basically. And so, yeah, I, I, there's a lot more. I think, like you said, it's not just a, I don't think it's a head thing. I don't think it's an intellectual thing. I think there's definitely a lot more, you know, deep-rooted spiritual things going on um, that I don't know what it's going to play out as. But it's, it's a bit, it can get quite disheartening to see. But, you know, before this becomes a sour sop episode, I think, you know, sometimes you then, once in a while, you spot something that is like a glimmer of hope or just a thing that shows you that maybe some things are possible, maybe some things are, are still possible and, and stuff. Honestly. Not not on a government level, but on a, on a sort of like individual. The why, yeah. The reason why I don't find this a side conversation is because I, I think I told you the last time we spoke, or so I said, I'm thinking about the entire world now. Yeah. Everybody has problems. <laughs> yeah. Everybody has problems. Yeah. Some people's problem is insecurity. Yeah. Other the problem of of groupthink. Mm-hmm. And you can argue that one supersedes the other in terms yeah. of direct impact on people. Fair enough. But groupthink has led has led to chaotic wars and mm. and issues for certain countries for a long time. Mm. So again, I cannot argue that what what's, what seems insecure now is not as bad as groupthink. Again, we mm. can all play our games. Mm. I was I was watching this video today that struck me about you know the, I mean I knew about the bill already. So the UK has this bill now mm. about about protesting. Okay. Pretty much, oh my god, this bill is this bill is very interesting. Um, so the bill right now, yeah, which I think is about to pass, or is almost, I don't know whether it's passed yet, but about to pass. So pretty much right now, protests are almost kind of illegal. 
because first of all, you're no more you're no more allowed to hold anything. So tie yourself to anything as a protest. You can't do that. You, okay. you can't you, you can't protest buildings that are being built, mm. right? And so that means if you're building a bridge that's going to cause chaos, you can't protest that, right? You can't contribute to. I mean, the police can can stop and search anybody that they, they deem, they <laughs> deem or tacit intuition deem as, mm. you know, as a suspect or as as anything, right? Yeah. There's also the, the, there's also another one of like online um, so like. It, you can't participate in a protest on no. I can't remember what the last one was, but there's also a lot, it's like a new bill, like and mm. this this is not like I mean, I didn't really know about, you know, economic structures, political structures like mm. seven years ago. Like I learned all of these things, I'll say in the last three years. Mm. I was a dim with all these things. <laughs> but knowing what I've learned so far, hearing these kind of bills, right? This is some crazy shit. <laughs> right? Because Yeah. <laughs> like you, I I say okay, well, if you're trying to go to a place that they say is free. Mm. Right. Oh, there's also the bill now that's about to pass or almost or is always in conversation about they can strip any door. Strip your view. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my now, god! Now, personally, I, I, this I'm not I'm not worried. I, I don't lose sleep over this because yeah, the odds of me falling into categories are low. But mm. as as it, I can't I can't say I, I can't I can ignore it because yeah, no, yeah. I can't I can sit and watch actually because okay. I don't I, I can do. I'm not a British <laughs> citizen, right? But I can't I can't ignore it because I've come in on I've come on here many times to say. Like, if you look at history and today, look at the parallels of tyrannical and, 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 and regimes that were very, very totalitarian. Mm. These parallels now happening today. Mm. You know, and I'm seeing this. And then I'm thinking, oh, this is actually a problem. I look at the US, you know, the presence is not functioning. It's a problem. You look at Canada, you look at New Zealand, you look at New Zealand and Australia with their draconian measures. <laughs> On lockdown and stuff, you look at other countries and you're wondering, everybody has, everybody has their problems. To them, they, they may not be problems, but as an objective eye trying to, well, attempted objective eye trying to look at all these things, mm. you're like, everybody has problems. So ours, you can say, is more deep than, than yeah. others. But I think, yeah, we, yeah. But, but I think regarding China, I think, I think they're still going to win. That's that's my prediction. Yeah, no, because yeah, yeah, no. For finish, finish. Should I say why? Because, yeah, because I think this Africa game, they're playing it well. Yeah. Right. They're playing it well. Yeah. yeah. They don't. They, they they are not lacking the basics of warfare, manpower, economic resource, and tech. Mm. Right. And the things that make our societies that are free. Mm. But. Things that make it weak, it's just the idea of everyone having weak in quote. No, actually, I'm not gonna say that because that can be taken against me. Yeah. So I won't say that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't see them falling into any form of. I I think they're only going up, and I think as they as they continue to align, because again, this even these alliances that I'm making is is beyond Africa now. It's also into Latin America now as well. Yeah. 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 
you right. know, and, <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. other areas in the um, Arab world. So it's not just Africa only. Yeah, so absolutely. So it's pretty much everybody <laughs> against the West. Yeah, exactly. And the West doesn't need shit because, because the West has terrible leaders. So, yeah. And I guess this leads me into my, I actually want us to wrap this up in a bit. And I'm, I'm going to go on a small rant now. Uh, but feel free to you know stop me at any point to, to chip in. But I won't, I won't stop you. I promise. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so why I say feel free to stop me is because I'm also not sure where I'm going with it. So that's that's just me disclaiming that what you're about to hear, take it with a pinch of salt. But you know, I think obviously it's a race against world powers, and as always, you know, when two elephants are fighting, is the grass that kind of like suffers, depending on how you define what suffering is. Um, with the U.S., I think. What China has going for it, it's 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 very straightforward, like, and it's very almost like one-minded, and it's very practical, right? Whereas the U.S. has always tried to, and it's very quick, quick, exactly. That's what I mean. But the U.S. on the other hand, for whatever reasons, right from time, their their mo has always been to act. It's like this self righteous this this self righteousness that the U.S. operates on you know, in this day and age is beginning to backfire because, you know, you're saying one thing and you're pulling your... Like, the US has always put itself as we're better than everybody else. Like, we're the ideal. We broke free from England. We did all these things. We're a land of the free. And for the better part and for the most part, some of those things are true. But I think it started to hold them back in the sense that they've started to... As they've doubled into the things that, as a world body, you find yourself in wars and things like that. They've still tried to maintain that identity as this is who we are. But then there's just that disillusionment that keeps happening, right? You understand? You know, you say you say that China is is, you know, trying to take over or doing military presence in African countries, but you're the only world power that has a lot of military bases in different African countries. But you do it under the name of this sense of you're trying to stop insecurity. You did what you did in Af- Afghanistan for a long time and now the Taliban is in charge, but then you're carrying those same troops and placing them in Congo to stop a ter- a self-proclaimed, a group that you've tagged as a terrorist group, uh, but no one has seen any vivid evidence to the connect- ties to ISIS or whatever. There's a group in, in Congo called the ADF, um, which is like a rebel group, but the US has branded them as an extension of ISIS, which there's a whole debate even like in Congo as to how true that is right but the u.s has they've started to ship troops there in a bit like you know in a bit to quell all mm. of that so you know it's there's all of these things going on but you know the u.s will use hollywood and all these things to try and maintain its image as this self-righteous holier than thou thing but then there's a lot of disillusionment happening right a lot of people getting burnt by this two-mindedness of, of the u.s and i think that's what china is taking advantage of a typical example uh, even from something that happened in congo as well so there's been a lot of because Congo is rich in resources, copper, I love the a lot of things needed for technology, right? So demand for technology and putting it together, that comes from the West. But the resources that make those things happen comes from <laughs> from Africa. So as much as all of that is happening, Afri- like yeah. We, we, it's, it's, it's a classic parable of Jesus. <laughs> which one? The sheep. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, wait, no. Which one? Because there are a couple about the sheep. The the the, the rich man. Who will take the the single man's sheep? Ah, okay, yes, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And and so you know the, this thing about the Congo that happened in Congo as well was a lot of people have been doing research and deep investigative journalism about 
um, things that have been going on, either American companies or private companies that have come and, you know, really swindled the locals out of resources or promised certain things and not done them. Basically, what the whole problem with Shell and everybody else in Niger Delta and things like that, issues like that are also happening in Congo. Um, and then recently, the, a US company, there was a US company that, you know, was involved in all of that. And they found out that the links that they had was someone that was working in the U.S. embassy or like the U.S. embassy to that country, Congo. The person was involved in getting this deal, this business deal passed through. Um, and then when the person left the embassy, the person is now the vice president of that um, private organization in, in, in that country, in Congo. Right. So there's a lot of like, you know, what's that word they use? Conflict of interest that, that, that yeah. happened in that situation. Now. They, this this uh, detailed journalist and everything came out. The U.S. hasn't done anything. On the reverse side, um, a similar report came out to some Chinese companies that were doing bad, act, bad like doing weird things within that region. And then the China government identified it once the China once the news became public. The China government now you could call this performance or whatever or virtue signaling or whatever, but they did something. They you know, I think they, they're trying those companies back in China. They've, you know, revoked some of their access and things like that. So they, they, there was action, basically. So the idea is that, okay, the U.S. pitches off as these things, but we know so many cases where there have been U.S. companies involved in the very, very interesting things. I use interesting in quotes on the continent, and it's all story that just keeps going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we don't need to look too far for that. But like, when we've heard about things happening in, in China, at least even things that the government necessarily is not behind, but it's a pri- it's a it's it's a Chinese entity basically. There's been swifter action. Mm. Now this this is not to say that oh China is better than the US, but even if you look at the money that's been coming into China, I mean into Africa from China, it's going into things that you can see, right? The train you are riding from Ibadan to Lagos, you know, I don't know what loans funded that or whatnot. Yes, you can see on, t- on the train itself, it's, it's a China, it's a China, since Chinese symbols are there, the operators are Chinese and all of these, all of these things are happening, but there's value being exchanged in that front. And I know you can say the same thing for the US, like aid has come and, you know, done all of, all of these things. But, you know, this, this idea to paint it as a zero-sum game where the US is trying to badmouth everything that China is doing um, and saying, be careful of China, like you said, as if Africa doesn't have agency, but also as if, Everything you're accusing this other country of is because of your interest. Yes, they've done yeah, worse. Exactly. Absolutely, they've done worse. Yeah. There's nothing regarding the China thing. They've done. Sorry, concerning they've but they've done worse. Yeah, yeah. no, that, that's kind of like where I was landing. It's basically in the sense that you know, um, again, rock, rock and a hard place. Um, yeah, and the only reason why it just seems this way as well, why it seems extravagant to not extravagant. Ew, what was I mm-hmm. talking about? And the reason why it just seems extra in the way they've put it is because all we've gone up around to idealize and see as our standards are mm. products from the US, the UK, these worlds. Mm. Right? Mm. We didn't grow up we didn't grow up with with images of <laughs> Mao you know, and everybody trying to <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't do that. Right when we grew up, we thought about China. It was made in China. It's fake, you know. And, mm. and that's because at that point, mm. China, China too was not. I guess we said they only grew in power and economic, economic standing. Just like in the last what forty last years, they're about they were in, yeah. they were in a year decade actually. Yeah, so they were in a terrible place mm. before. So mm. I'm not saying we'd ever see Chinese. I mean, Charlie would at some point in Niger, but 
I'm I'm just and I'm just saying like the reason why you know it's also easy to put them because as a threat because they 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 seem to the ordinary person as the the other guys, yeah, right. And again, reason, yeah. this is why I said this doesn't really. But I mean now is because they are still governments, <laughs> and I can't. You can't. I just can't tell what they say, or what they think. Hmm. I just you just you just can't be sure. What you're getting about anybody's interest? I, yeah. Who who even knows what African leaders even want to kill us? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> I came out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't even know. Like we don't know. We don't know that. Uh, so I guess my point is like my point is one. Maybe we should start learning Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good plan. But two, I mean, awareness is good as well, but I think sometimes it's just a case of what, what, I hate saying what can we do because it, it sounds like you, <laughs> and it's, and because it's, you always say like, life, life is, is life, basically like, you life is life, right? But I think this is one point where, where, I, where I just feel, what can we do? Because it's. It has to come with fixing your own house first, laying your mm. bed and fixing your house. And if you can't fix our own countries, then these conditions, <laughs> if our countries are fixed, these conditions will not, will not, will not really be... Mm. They'll take a different form. A scary basically. conversation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So everything, everything that we can do still falls back to our conversation that we had with... What's the name? What's the name? What episode was this? Episode, episode one of last season. How can I forget her name? Oh, the, um, so the one um, Tiwa. <laughs> of course, Tiwa. Yeah. Tiwa, the beautiful Tiwa. Yeah. Everything, everything we speak about, see, falls down to that episode yeah. of Tiwa about agency in our own local governments. Because mm. that's where we can start. That's the mm. truth. And for me, that is... You know what I told about about your framework? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your whole... Oh my God. I, I heard the same thing on the podcast. Mm. But, but, but the guy said it better. <laughs> and I wish I saved it. Because like there I heard it, I was I was I was not in a taxi, I was cycling. Ah, so you couldn't like yeah. But I I I not I didn't say but I was like Yeah This is what I meant. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. if I find out, yeah, I'll let you yeah, know. Absolutely. But anyway, just 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 so that it's, it's as if I'm leaving the conversation with Positive. a contribution <laughs> and a practical step. I think it all falls down to participation in, in our own systems mm. and rec- and reclaiming back, reclaiming pride rock. Yeah. For ourselves, because that's the only time. That's the only time we can then begin to make any changes on this policy. Pretty much, pretty much. I think it's it's about doing doing, doing the small things first, like doing the little things. Like you know, sometimes I look at ant hills, and <laughs> we only see some of these big, large ant hills like after it's done, and you know, you can see the ants doing what they are doing. But in your mind, you're like, wait, I don't understand. Do you mean to tell me that all of these tiny guys kept sort of like doing all of this together and now it's this whole huge thing that sometimes a new sound sometimes it's very beautiful so it's just yeah i think sometimes our own intellectualism and our ability to think and kind of like rationalize things before doing them 
can sometimes be a deterrent to really doing anything because uh. it seems like a big deal. Like, oh my God, this, like it's so big. Don't let me, I can't, there's no point in starting. But sometimes it's like, you might not even know what the end point looks like, but right steps are right steps and they should be done regardless of if you think they build up into something. I, f- I, f- I feel like you've, you've got into another level I- of personal responsibility and uh, <laughs> life goes and plans. Why, what do you mean? I mean, I mean, even though, even though you're still right yeah. in what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah on. No. But yeah. But also, yeah. sorry. Before you go on, I was, I was going to mention and say that I also think, I think you said it before, where you said every empire falls at some mm-hmm. point. So this dominance, like our world, our our life right now, we feel like it's so long, but we're just living in a very small, in a split like second, blur, split second bro, of, of the entire time, bro. Right, bro. Um, I learned, and I learned somewhere that the Sahara Desert every every two thousand years turns into vegetation. Some mm. something like that, Imagine. and you, and for now, oh, for my life, now I'm thinking, there's that. How's, yeah. how's that possible? But yeah. I'm just living like a split second in a long lifetime. So yeah, it might not be a lifetime. I'm I'm dead by then, but <laughs> it would be different. <laughs> every every empire will still fall, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, and 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 the and the egotism and narcissism of our leaders today. They may get away with it because they will. They will, they will be the ones who are yeah. looking enough in their lifetime. Mm. But not not forever. Exactly, and I guess that, that that then depends on, you know, this thing about. So the Bible says somewhere that um, God has set eternity in our hearts, and I think that, like, regardless of if you see yourself as spiritual or religious or anything, <clears throat> there's just a desire for something that extends beyond you that is within your heart and everybody tries to fill that gap with different things but i always try to look at it as it just means that it's kind of like evidence that it doesn't just all stop when when you're off this side right this is a side that we're on that's why i like to see it sometimes and in one way it might spur you to either make the most of what's happening here or be like you know what i've i've, I've drawn the short straw on this side so <laughs> you know I, you know i'm waiting mm. for the next one you understand so you can look at it in in different ways but all that to say like again i think what we do with this off-season episodes is topics that we 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 can't shape we can't necessarily shape into a proper like narrative and run through in a typical season but they're still food for thought basically and they draw and have links to every other thing that we keep speaking about on this on this episode so today it's yes like you know on one time it's the vaccines and the politics around it today it's china and africa and the economic ramifications of everything else tomorrow it's something else but you know it's this idea of making sure that you're not feeding yourself with one narrative all the time um because that you you just and like yeah that that doesn't seem to have any like good (laughs) good good things that come off of it whichever way you try to skin that cow so I, I will drop my mic here. Um, that's pretty much what I wanted to talk about on this one. Yep, it's a classic right. case of how do you know what you know is what you know, what you may, what you're told to believe. Mm. Simple as that. Yeah. But actually, guys, just pretty much just learn Mandarin. I, I <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like it's not even, like it's not written in Latin. It's not, it's not Latin scripts. It's such a whole world. But yeah, anyways. Okay. <laughs> This te- technology will help us. Like, you know, you wear that thing on your head and you'd you'd hear and stuff. Then maybe maybe that's what would maybe that's what would descend the insiders from the outsiders. Mm. Those who are wearing tech and those who are speaking from the tongues. Uh, anyway, everybody could do alright last class. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey there, thanks for listening to this off-season episode of The Yellow Pill. We're still on a break, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks with new and fresh and exciting content. But before then, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Yellow Pill Pod and on Twitter, yellowpill underscore pod to keep up to date with everything else we're putting up until we come back. Hope you're enjoying the holidays. We wish you all the love, joy,